Hello, this is Pastor Nick Hood, and today I'm reading from Galatians chapter 4 from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. In this chapter, it's not a very long chapter, but in this chapter, the Apostle Paul is continuing this struggle that we read in the first three chapters of Galatians uh, with the people of Galatia. And part of what he's trying to get across to them is that he is authentic and that they too are authentic because of the blood of Jesus Christ. It's not uh, that you have to be a Jew to be a Christian, uh, but you are saved by faith and the grace of God. So, that being said, let us begin. My point is this, heirs, as long as they are minors, are no better than slaves, though they are the owners of all the property, but they remain under guardians and trustees until the date set by the Father. So with us, while we were minors, we were enslaved to the elemental spirits of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were enslaved to beings that by nature are not gods. Now, however, that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and beggarly elemental spirits? How can you want to be enslaved to them again? You are all observing special days and months and seasons and years, I'm afraid that my work for you may have been wasted. Friends, I beg you, become as I am, for I also have become as you are. You have done me no wrong. You know that it was because of a physical infirmity that I first announced the gospel to you. Through my condition, put you to the test, Though my condition put you to the test, you did not scorn or despise me, but welcome me as an angel of God, as Christ Jesus. What has become of the goodwill you felt? For I testify that had it been possible, you would have torn out your eyes and given them to me. Have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? They make much of you but for no good purpose. They want to exclude you so that you may make much of them. It is good to be made much of for a good purpose at all times. And not only when I am present with you, my little children, for whom I am again in the pain of childbirth until Christ is formed in you, I wish I were present with you now and could change my tone, for I am perplexed about you. Tell me, you who desire to be subject to the law, will you not listen to the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a slave woman and the other by a free woman. One, the child of, a, of the slave, was born according to the flesh. The other, the child of the free woman, was born through the promise. 
Now this is an allegory. These women are two covenants. One woman, in fact, is Hagar, from Mount Sinai, bearing children for slavery. Now Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present Jerusalem, for she is in slavery with her children. But the other woman corresponds to the Jerusalem above. She is free, and she is our mother. For it is written, Rejoice, you childless one, you who bear no children, burst into song and shout, you who endure no birth pangs. For the children of the desolate woman are more numerous than the children of the one who is married. Now you, my friends, are children of the promise, like Isaac. But just as at that time the child who was born according to the flesh persecuted the child who was born according to the spirit, so it is now also. But what does the scripture say? Drive out the slave and her child, for the child of the slave will not share the inheritance with the child of the free woman. So then, friends, we are children, not of the slave, but of the free woman. And thus we end the fourth chapter of Paul's letter to the Galatians. I'd like to pose some questions for reflection. Number one, what are your major understandings from this chapter? Two, which verses do you find most challenging? Three, what are your thoughts about the references to Hagar as a slave or bondwoman? Four, what can the modern church learn from this chapter? And five, what do you feel is the root of the concern Paul has for the Galatians? I'd like to close us out now with a prayer. Let us pray. Lord, help me to accept the gift of the promise you have set before me. Humble me that I might receive the gift of your salvation. Propel me that I might soar to the highest of heights spiritually. Direct me in the path you would have me to go. Touch me that I might feel you and know you. Help me this day to accept the gift of your promise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This is Pastor Nick Hood, pastor and senior minister of the Plymouth United Church of Christ. I thank you so much for taking the time to join me in this spiritual reading of Galatians chapter 4. I hope it's been a blessing to you. It's certainly a blessing to me just reading the Word of God. Now, as we bring this to a close, let me just say that if you're ever in the Detroit area, I invite you to stop by the church where I serve as pastor and senior minister, the Plymouth United Church of Christ. You're certainly welcome to stop by any day of the week. We're open seven days of the week, uh, starting at nine in the morning, and we go very often to late at night. Uh, we worship on Sundays at 8.30 and 11 in the morning. We also worship on Wednesdays at noon. Until tomorrow or the next time, this is Nick Hood, and God bless.